lazy brain Whoa, lazy brain Yo, what up? This is the Lazy Brain Podcast and I'm your host, Brandon Vessels. I'm glad that you're listening. I'm recording this on October 30th, 2018. It is, I believe, Halloween or the night before Halloween. Uh, wow. Okay. It's not Halloween. It's on the 31st, the last day <laughs> of the month. Last day of October. I'm 22. I didn't know what day Halloween was. Uh, this morning I was thinking about that because I thought it was to like, I thought it was weird that today, the day before the last day is Halloween. I was like, wouldn't it be better to make it like the last day of the month? Turns out it is. And that is why it's on the 31st. That's just the way things are. I don't know. It's been, uh, it's been kind of a long day. I've tried to record this. I don't know how many times. I think I'm just overthinking it. Uh, I went to therapy today, which was good. We talked about making positive changes in your life, small positive changes. And I thought it was a coincidence that right after that, as I was walking home, I was listening to a podcast where they were mentioning literally the same idea, which is just make a small step in the right positive direction. And you'll be surprised at how much better you feel and which is true especially the past few weeks that I've been going I just started going back to therapy recently and every week I get sort of like this positive life assignment my therapist wants me to just do change one one thing and I've been doing it each week I add the new thing that she wants me to do this week I think it's go to bed at a normal hour and wake up at the same time every day and just get a routine going so I'm gonna try to do that and I know it's hard for me to do stuff like that because in my brain I feel like sometimes little things like that aren't gonna help and I think as humans we tend to do that when we get into a really negative cycle in our lives we tend to want to stay in that and just assume that there's no way out of it when really it just it really does just take baby steps I mean if you take a baby step every day and just try to do something positive it will lead to other things the more positive the better and it that could be going to bed a little bit earlier I know on the podcast I was listening to uh dynamic banter Steve said to change your lunch beverage from a coke to a sweet tea like a Lipton or an Arizona, which is funny to me how Arizona has always been 99 cents. I don't know how they've stayed in the market this long with that sort of thing. And they're big cans too for literally 99 cents. Never a dollar, 99 cents. They don't need that extra penny. Get it out of here. I don't need it. Just 99 cents and you get a big old can of of Arnold, Arnold Palmer. I tried Arnold Palmer. I've tried, that's a weird word to say for my country brain, Arnold Palmer. I tried Arnold Palmer Lemonade Sweet Tea, Arizona, which funnily enough is the only way you can get an actual signed Arnold Palmer. Every other thing, that's just lemonade and sweet tea, buddy. But Arnold Palmer from Arizona is the only official 
Arnold Palmer on the market. So there you go. Everything else is just a cheap imitation. He signs the can. If that's not a sign, literal sign of approval for Arizona Sweet Tea, then I don't know what is. But yeah, just making small changes like that in your day can really have a big impact. And I think that it's going to work out. I think if I just stick to it and just make small positive changes, even walking to therapy today, I think helped a lot, which is something I thought about doing for a while because I feel like if you take a walk, get a little bit of exercise before the therapy, that's going to bring your anxiety down because I find me myself, I do tend to have a lot of anxiety going into therapy and it's getting easier each week, but for whatever reason, it's just not something that I find being the most comfortable thing, being that vulnerable. So it helped a lot this time to walk, but I think I overestimated how quickly I could get there. I gave myself 30 minutes to get about maybe, it was about maybe a, a mile and a half away from my house. And I thought I was at an easy 15 minute walking mile. I was not. So... Maybe another little change I should do is try to walk more, which wouldn't hurt anything at all. Man, that was a tough walk. I ran some of the way. It still took me 30 minutes. It was, I didn't think I was going to make it. I got there like five minutes before the appointment. It was rough. What else? Voting. Everyone's been talking about that lately. And I've noticed that when people do that, they want you to vote the way, like what if they're wearing blue pants or red pants, that changes on who they want you to vote for. And when they ask you, hey, get out and vote, they're not really saying to, you know, make an informed decision, choose whatever you want. I think it, to me, especially when a celebrity does it, it's more so vote the way I want you to vote. And it's almost, I feel almost guilted into voting, almost as if I have this obligation. And I don't know how I feel about it. Me personally, this election, I live in Indiana. I haven't felt like, and this is my fault, I haven't felt very informed about either candidate, and from what little information I do have, I just don't feel comfortable making a decision. So I'd rather not just go into it blind. And then I feel weird because, you know, we're probably maybe a week out. That might be enough time to try to figure out who you like more. But I just haven't really thought about it and I don't feel comfortable just going into it. And whenever someone tells me I should vote, I feel like they're not giving me any information. It's more like a lot of fear and it just it's an uncomfortable situation so i just don't feel comfortable voting and i don't know why everyone wants to put fear in your heart and guilt you into doing it rather than saying hey it's cool man just try to make an informed decision and do it because it's a uh, an important thing to have your voice heard but also if you don't feel like you can make an informed decision hey, don't do it if you don't feel like doing it i feel kind of conflicted at times because I have a voice and I'm blessed and privileged to have this voice in my own government, but I don't utilize it a lot of times. So I do feel guilty about that, but not because someone else is telling me. And I kind of resent it, honestly, when someone tries to guilt me into it, because I already understand that it's a big responsibility and it's a privilege and all these things, but I am so against people telling me what to do that I almost out of spite 
don't want to because everyone's trying to guilt me into it. I don't know. It's a weird personal thing that I'm dealing with. But if you feel like voting, you should. And if you don't, you don't have to. Maybe you should, but you don't have to. And don't feel bad about not doing that. But that is coming from a first world privileged male in in America. So maybe don't listen to me. So that's take that as you will. But I have noticed that to me, when people are telling people to get out and vote, it's not this altruistic thing. It seems to have like a motive to it. And it makes me feel kind of gross. But whatever, man, that's just the way it is. But I have been thinking about that. Another thing, since it is Halloween tomorrow, that I was thinking about this morning was, uh, this is an oddly political podcast. That should be a name of a podcast. If you're listening to this, do the oddly political podcast. That would be great. Great title. Uh, I was thinking about, this is such a tough issue, uh, blackface. Uh, recently, uh, one of the, she, I think she was a Fox News pundit that switched over to NBC or MSNBC, I think. And she was on television and said that she didn't understand what the big deal was about blackface. And a lot of people got upset with her. She was fired, but or not. It was a weird thing. She might be getting $69 million while also not working full-time or at all. So, I mean, either way, I don't think it's a really big deal. I mean, she's going to be okay. I guess I was just thinking about how... By the way, if you're listening to this... I and made it this far. Thank you, but uh, I am of I'm I'm of mixed race, so I'm half white, half black. So when I I do have a perspective about race that I think is a little different, but when it comes to black black face specifically, I've noticed like the way she described it, it was like, oh, you're just you're being a character and you're you know it's not a big deal as long as you're trying to dress up like a character and if that was the case maybe maybe there would be an argument but i to me i don't think there is when some like when a child the most innocent of our society when a child dresses up on halloween they like maybe they dress up as like the green ranger from the power rangers they're doing that because they admire the character and they think they're cool and they just want to be like that character for a day. Like it's it's an, an, an admiration thing. But what I've noticed to me, and this is from my perspective, I've noticed that when people do blackface, it sometimes or a lot of times, most of the times, I, from my perspective, isn't from that admiration perspective it's like they're not dressing up as george washington carver or harriet tubman or maya angelou they're dressing up as colin kaepernick and doing blackface and a lot of the times they don't like colin kaepernick they're just trying to put him down and it you see what i'm going with this it's usually blackface is coming from a very negative space it is really putting down a whole race of people based off of i don't know it's just blackface isn't cool that's it that's really the point and in my head i thought it was a, a comparable thing i was talking about that with a friend it's like no one ever dresses up like 
positive people, like black icons that, you know, are positive and great. George Washington Carver or W.E.B. Du Bois or James Baldwin. It's never in, in it, they're never doing that. It's always just like they're, I, I, someone showed me someone, a grown man that dressed up like Aunt Jemima for a, a Halloween costume contest. And it's just like, I don't know. It, if you want to do it, go ahead. But I don't think you can do something that isn't cool and then be like, I don't get why this isn't cool. I think it's you should be able to figure that out, why it's, that's not a cool thing to do. But, I mean, that's that's that lady's prerogative. And uh, good luck to her. She's going to have a lot of money, and it doesn't really matter. So there's that. What else? I can't believe that it's already Halloween and the holidays are coming up and pretty soon it's going to be the end of the year and it's going to be 2019 and we'll be one year closer to the year 2020, which is the future. It's so weird that certain years sound like the future and we keep getting older and we're going to be in the future, but it's happening, and uh, yeah, it's so weird to think that. For the first time recently, this is how I know I'm getting older, and it it was this was probably the first experience of me getting older that I felt bad about it, <laughs> like when people start to get to feel old in a negative way. But I was I was at work, and someone I was um there someone is was like 19 or like 18, maybe they were 17. I think they might have been 17. And they asked me what year I was born. And I told them I was like 1996. And he was like, whoa, 1996? Wow. I was born in 2000 and blah, blah, blah. I don't know what year he said he was born in. That stung. I was like, what? Like, like I've been so used to 1996 being a young year. Like, oh, wow, 1996. I was like, blah, blah. I think because I surround myself with older people. I'm not really around younger people a lot. And when I've been, since I've been working... I've been around more young people and it's like, or younger people. I'm also young, but not like super young, but not super old either. It was the first time and we just keep getting older and the years keep changing. And what's funny is that kid, it's, there's going to be a year where he's older and then someone is going to say to him, you were born in 2003. And it's going to be like 20, 30 something. And they're going to go, you were born in 2002? Or three, I don't know, math. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's going to happen. And imagine that. Think about that. You're listening to this. One day it's going to be 2030, and you're probably going to be alive. I don't know. And you might have been born in the 1990s, and you're going to be alive, and it's going to be 2030 one day. Think about that. That's so crazy to me. I really, I don't know. And the holidays are getting closer and closer. And I'm just going to get fatter and fatter. But I love it. I love the sweets. I made a chocolate cake the other day. That was Duncan Hines. And I learned a new icing recipe. So I'm, I was born in Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky. And my family is rather Kentucky in. They're rather country. And I learned an icing recipe from my grandparents, which was basically you take butter and confectioner sugar and put those together and then you have icing very simple recipe and it tastes delicious if you put enough sugar in it but also it's kind of gross like i remember making it in front of my cousin 
showing her the recipe, thinking I was passing down a great family tradition of this common recipe. <laughs> and she was like, that's disgusting. All that looks like is just butter. I don't see how that's going to be delicious. And after she said that, it got me a little self-conscious. I was like, you're right. So I did my Googles, and I found a new recipe for icing, which is sugar, confectioner sugar, and milk. A lot of people do that. I did that backwards. I, put, I meant to put the emphasis on milk and sugar, confectioner sugar. And man, that was, it was, it's all sugar. Somehow, chemically, the, it makes almost a, a non-Newtonian fluid. That's the way I can describe it. Because the harder you mix it, it becomes more solid. And the more gentle you deal with it, it becomes like a liquidy, delicious confectioner's delight. And I use that. And I'm so excited for the holidays because I'm just going to use that as an excuse to make more of that. It was a dunk, and that was just a Duncan Hines like boxed chocolate cake, which was so delicious. And I'm excited to do more of that. I love how the holidays means more sugar, more sweets, more delicious. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday, and I think it's most people's favorite holiday. Like the, I find that people who love Halloween that aren't children tend to dress like that always like they tend to dress very oddly always so the fact that they like Halloween I just don't get but Thanksgiving that's something everybody can like because it's food it's family it's food you can get in arguments but you can also be in a warm house and eat turkey dinners and ham and mac and cheese tell me if you if you're on anchor right now leave a message if you're listening to this and tell me whether or not you like baked mac and cheese or non-baked mac and cheese i've had this argument so many times i tend to enjoy a, a nice baked mac and cheese like that's the way my family makes it that's the way i prefer it take that and you add you make your mac and cheese like normally you make the pasta you put that in with cream seasonings and uh shredded cheese on top maybe some Velveeta in there if you're if you're uh wanting it a little thicker and then you bake that for a while in the oven i don't know what temperature i really don't matter you just wait till it gets a nice golden brown and man you get some good mac and cheese oh i love baked mac and cheese but some people don't like it they say it's too much they just want a nice Velveeta shell and cheese, which is good. Velveeta shells and cheese, that's great. But if it's a holiday meal, I can, that like, Velveeta shells and cheese is good if you're on the struggle bus. And we're all, we've all been there. Nice boxed mac and cheese for lunch. I've been there. I've done that. But if I'm going to be doing something special, right, I want to have a little bit of baked. Yeah, I'd like to know what you all think if anyone's listening would like to have their input and if you're on anchor fm if you go to anchor slash lazy brain i think you can go on there and you can leave a message if you don't have a profile which you should do that's it's really fun yeah baked mac and cheese the holidays it's a lot there's a lot going on anyway we've hit 22 minutes around and uh i think that's going to be it for me i want to start uploading i would love three times a week but i really i i, I want to shoot more realistically to like twice a week so i'm really excited for that and i'm going to be coming up with more i'm going to think about what i want to talk about more I, even though it is lazy brain maybe i should put a little bit more work into it but it is lazy brain enjoy your life make a positive change like do something that's what i would really like to leave it on not mac and cheese but 
do something positive, make a positive change in your life. Just something small. If it's drinking a sweet tea instead of a Coke, do that. Or, you know, I had a salad with Doritos instead of a sandwich and Doritos. So that was something. And man, did I had like my, like when you grow up and your parents tell you, don't eat that, don't have terrible things in your body for fun don't do that you don't really understand it and then you get older and you realize oh it doesn't feel good to eat half a bag of a family-sized dorito it's yeah i didn't feel good so but i did have a salad with it so that was one positive change and then tomorrow maybe i'll just have the salad who knows but make a positive change and uh it's just baby steps you got this you can do it this is lazy brain lazy brain